as a host or property manager, you want to ensure that your guests feel comfortable booking with you and that they can trust you and be sure of what they see advertised is what they get on their holiday. In this episode, I'm speaking to Neely Khan, Managing Director of IPRAC, the first global trust accreditation platform for the short-term rental industry. Listen to hear the benefits of being accredited and what it will mean to you and your guests. For more support with your holiday let business, let's chat to see how I can help you further. Simply book a free call by clicking the link in the show notes. Let's now get straight into the show. Hello and welcome to this episode of Grow Your Holiday Let Business with me, Jane Mack. And today I am joined by Neely Khan, who's the Managing Director of IPRAC. So welcome, Neely. It's lovely to have you on the show today. Thank you, Jane. It's really appreciate you inviting me. I'm excited about this conversation. Oh, there's lots of good stuff to chat about, isn't there? <laughs> so just uh, to get right into this, Neely, and for those listeners out there who've maybe not heard of IPRAC before, can you just describe to us what does IPRAC stand for and, and what is it? Because you'll explain it better than I will. <laughs> so IPRAC is the industry's only verification and membership platform. And by the industry, I mean the short-term rental vacation rental service accommodation spaces only verification and membership platform and what we do is we help legitimate operators short-term rental hosts property managers agency owners become iprac approved as a result of our very meticulous verification process once somebody has become iprac approved they can then guarantee to their guests 100% peace of mind, 100% payment protection, 100% compensation if something goes wrong after they've registered their stay with an IPRAC approved property. So it actually works really well for sort of both parties here. For guests, it eliminates the uncertainty, which there is a lot of, we find in the industry and for some property managers, it differentiates them and, you know, you know, is a great marketing tool, actually, if anything else. Absolutely. I think that that differentiation is a huge thing now because trying to stand out in the market, which is very busy at the moment, um, is certainly a really, really important thing. A lot of property managers struggle to find what can I do to stand out? What you know, what can I make different about me? So I think it's, an, it's another really, really good, another good tool to have. And as you mm-hmm. say, that peace of mind, it, it's huge for guests and for, you know, for owners as well. And I know from the past, you know, we've all heard those stories, haven't we? Those nightmare stories the guests have had where they've arrived at a property. It's not really been a property or it's been awful. And so the list goes mm-hmm. on. So it's, yeah, I think this nowadays there's so many out there having that bit of trust factor there is, is really important. So Neela, tell me a bit about your background and what's your role in IPRAC? So I have quite recently, actually, I can still say that I think recently been appointed as the managing director of IPRAC. Um, I have worked very closely with Chris. So I joined IPRAC. I first met Chris around five years ago. He invited me to to go and meet him in Cannes after seeing one of my LinkedIn posts. I have been writing, been a professional writer within the short term rental space um, for around seven, eight years. And Chris came across one of my LinkedIn posts when I was first setting up my own business, going into the big scary world of like freelancing, you know, trying to make a living as a writer. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of interesting things going on in my mm-hmm. life. And when Chris sent me that message, it was actually my first opportunity within the industry and a way for me to get my foot in the door into the short-term rental space. Mm-hmm. So actually 
my success thus far and my growth within the short-term rental industry I have to say is very much a credit to Chris Morn. If it wasn't for him, yeah. I would, you know, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have stepped into the space when I did. Mm -hmm. So Chris and I started working together on various content pieces for IPRAC. I came in as a content writer and then eventually I became the lead senior research journalist mm -hmm. where I was not only writing articles and things like that, I was doing a lot of the research, leading a lot of the reports, Education is a huge part of what we do at IPRAC and together Chris and I grew our resource hub on the website and we landed some really great opportunities off the back of that. You know, mm -hmm. we've had television features on Channel 5, ITV, BBC, and it's all been centered around educating travelers and short-term rental operators about short-term rental fraud. Yeah. So up until the end of last year, I was still working with, you know, my other clients um, as a writer within the short-term rental space, but we had gotten to a point at IPRAC where Chris was thinking about passing the baton on anyway, because he has so many other commitments. He also runs a luxury short-term rental business in yeah. Cannes, which keeps him very busy. And I think there was a need for somebody else to step in um, at the forefront of the brand and help him lead that. So because I'd worked with IPREP for a long time, up until that point, Chris and I have a great relationship between us, mm -hmm. a good professional relationship of trust ourselves. So it seemed like a really good fit and, yeah. you know, worked well with, with what I was doing too. So it's really, really interesting because the managing director side of things, it's really great to be able to speak to members, mm -hmm. to help them with their applications, to get to know them. But actually, because of my own background and all the other work I do in the content writing marketing space, I can work quite closely with members now and help them leverage their IPRAC accreditation. Yeah, and I think that's really important it's because once you get an accreditation, sometimes people think, oh, I've got this logo with such a symbol. I'll pop up my website. Look what I've got. But unless mm -hmm. you really explain to people what it is or tell people what you've got, what it means, it can't, doesn't really mean a lot if nobody knows, has never heard of it before or, or if it's not, you know, it's not known by guests. Or, um, so I think that I think that's really important to have that. And a lot yeah. of people out there as well, they don't really, they've not got the sore skills or the know-how to really write content and they're not happy, they're not comfortable doing it because they don't really know much about it. So I think having that there for somebody to say, this is what you should write, this is what you should do, will really, yeah. really help. And it helps to get the IPRAC, it helps get that word out there about it as well in the right way, you know, because it's coming from IPRAC themselves. So really useful to have that on, on board. Um, And I love that you're, you're a bit of a, a content writer, story person for like the short-term rental industry, which is huge now, story writing, isn't it? And how you bring your bring your business out there and tell your story. I think that's something we might have to have you back on the show, Neely, I think, to talk about the story side of things. Stories are definitely a very, you know, genuine, genuine, genuine love of mine. It's where my love for writing has very much been yeah. born. Even with, um, you know, again, it links so well with, with what we do at IPRAC. So mm -hmm. it's just been such a good fit because like you say, it's one thing getting verified and getting the accreditation. It's another thing actually being able to market it and communicate the benefits of it properly. Yeah. Not just telling people that you're accredited, but communicating the benefits of it. Yeah. So actually content writing, storytelling plays a huge part in that because even though we say we're a verification platform, a membership platform, and it sounds like, oh, you jump on the website, you make an application, you become approved. At the core of what we do, we are appealing to people's emotions you know mm -hmm. we are reassuring hosts that this is a way you can stand out 
in a way that you can't, you know, on OTAs, if you were just on, you know, listing on OTAs in a way that hotels cannot. And also appealing to the guests' emotions too by saying to them, look, once you've booked, you have nothing to worry about. So, yeah, that's it. And I think when you bring stories into it, that's when you connect with those emotions, isn't it? People go, ah, I can understand that. I see why they've done that. And that's the piece that really these days now, you know, with this marketing, you're hearing more and more, it's connecting with that story, that real person and the, the story behind the business or the story behind the, the, the product and the service. Um, and so on that, on the sort of note of story, so what is the story of IPRAC? How did that actually come about? That's a very good question because it's a very, very, very powerful story. So Chris, as you know, owns a luxury short-term rental company in the south of France in Cannes. And he has been running that for over 25 years now, I believe. And he set that up from scratch and he's done a phenomenal job with it. He's got the likes of MTV, Google, Disney, Paramount in his portfolio. Every time they go to Cannes and they want to attend a festival, they contact his company directly. Love it, love it. (laughs) It's it's such a great story. And he says a lot of that success is because these big brands, these, I mean, these are household names, they Mm -hmm. trust him. So actually when Chris talks about trust marketing, you know, you know, he's worth actually listening to Mm -hmm. and learning from because he's had that success himself and continues to show us. So in 2015, Chris was approached by a stranded family in Cannes. They had booked a short-term rental property, which they'd spent about 20K on. And when they arrived at the location that was addressed, um, they realized that the property did in fact not exist. And obviously they had just spent this incredible amount of money for a holiday. Mm -hmm. Not only that, um, you know, that was there. They didn't have any other disposable income left. They had a child with them. So just imagine not only the financial trauma, but the emotional trauma, the embarrassment. And they didn't know where else to go. So they, you know, they just turned up at Chris's and they said, this has happened. We don't know what to do. So Chris put them up for, you know, a few days, however long they needed at one of his properties in Cannes. And after seeing how distraught the family was, you know, the the children in particular, he decided to sit down and look into short-term rental fraud, thinking, you know, does this kind of stuff actually happen that often? You know, I wonder if this is the only family this has happened to. And of course, the more he researched into it, the more he discovered that actually the problem of short-term rental fraud was and is rife within the Mm -hmm. industry. Because there is no barrier to entry or industry. And that's what inspired him to invest his own money, um, a quarter of a million of his own money, and set up IPRIC. And for him, it was very much the short-term rental industry has given me so much. It's given me so much success. So it was his way of giving back. IPRAC has always been about giving back to the industry. Mm -hmm. He didn't, when he first set it up, he didn't set it up, you know, to make a ton of money. It was very Mm -hmm. much to protect the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that protection is really, really needed. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that it's been that, you know, the business has been built on that really strong story. It's a real life thing that happened that made yeah. Chris go, you know what, we need to do something about this. Because, you know, we all know it's happened to thousands and thousands of people out there. And I love us when a story brings about an actual business that was out there across to protect, and just protecting other people as well. Um, so, yeah, it's a great, great story. And for, for people who get approved then by IPRAC, I know we, you touched on it um, just a wee bit at the beginning, but what does that really mean to the hosts and to the guests for having a property that is IPRAC approved? 
Yeah, wonderful question, because I think there is still, um, people still get it a little bit misconstrued, understandably. I think a lot of people believe once you receive an accreditation for something, you get the logo, you get the certificate, and, and that's it. Mm. Um, so this is only a small part of what you receive as an operator when you become IPRAC approved. So after you've finished the application process and you have been approved, yes, you do receive a certificate. And you receive a logo with a unique membership number, which cannot be replicated. And then as well as that, you receive guidance and resources from us. We very much welcome you into our community from the get go. You are advised on how to leverage your accreditation. So we will send guides and resources and teach operators for example, where to place your IPRAC logo on your direct bookings website. A lot of people place their logos, their accreditations on the footer of their home pages, for example. And we're here to tell them that actually that's not the right place to put it because nobody's going to see it there. Your logo should be on every page mm -hmm. of your direct bookings website on the top left hand corner, because that is where the eyes of the website visitor naturally go first. Okay. And as well as that, have some kind of an explanation as to what the logo means, because it's no good putting the logo there. And then we help people with the kind of words to use when it comes to explaining what IPRAC is. So instead of saying, we are IPRAC approved, which to many people probably doesn't mean anything mm -hmm. and is doing that thing that copywriters say you should never do talking about us rather uh -huh. than the audience. So instead of saying something like that, we would say, use a message like, you're guaranteed 100% peace of mind because we are IPRAC approved, so yeah. you know, it has benefits. Mm -hmm. We guide operators on how to create a trust page for their direct bookings website, mm -hmm. which we have found through our own research is more valuable than an about page. And that page is all about why guests can trust you and why they should book with you. Because no matter how beautiful your photographs are, mm -hmm. no matter how amazing the metaphors in your copy is, it's all well and lovely. But if people don't trust you, they're not going to book with you. Yeah. So, And then we also work with people with their marketing. If they need advice, I'm always at hand. And the really cool thing we've started doing, actually, we've, we've recently introduced something called the Trust Tales series. Okay is available for members only mm -hmm. and it's a weekly in-depth email every at the beginning of every week and it starts with a trust tale so a fictional story mm -hmm. which helps them understand the benefits of IPRAC and goes on to explain so we link a fiction story to the benefits of IPRAC and how hosts themselves can continue to leverage the benefits of it which is a really cool thing we're getting lots of really nice feedback off the back of that. Oh, fantastic. That That's so important to get that all that education and learning for the owners because they don't want to think, well, I've just signed up for this, I've paid for this, that's it, I've forgotten about you, I'm just a number in the spreadsheet now who's done this. You actually care about the host themselves and that they are going to get the full value out of this accreditation, which is so, so important. Um, and it means it's not forgotten about as well, but it's that continuation of it and letting them learn and understand and, and get the benefits from it. So for guests coming to a property which is IPAC approved, what does that mean for them? So in the first instance, when they make the booking, if they make a direct booking, um, even if they book via an OTA, in the first instance, they can see and be reassured that there is that 100% peace of mind. At the moment, if you book any other short-term rental service accommodation that is not IPAC approved, you will, you will not have that 100% peace of mind. And I know people 
some people may argue, well, you know, this is where reviews are important. This is where mm. recommendations for real life people are important. And yes, these things are important. But if you consider the fact that there's a trend of fake reviews at the mm. moment too, you know, all you have to do is type it into a Google search. And yeah. it is honestly, it is still very easy to, to fake certain things. And what we must understand is that short-term rental fraudsters, scammers, they're very sophisticated. They're not just sitting, you know, in a dingy room on top of like a chicken shop. You know, they have an actual business there. They're, you know, hiring professional copywriters. Mm -hmm. They're hiring developers. They know what they need to do to basically fool unsuspecting guests. So guests land on the direct booking website or on the OTA listing. They can see straight away that they are 100% protected. Mm-hmm. If for any reason they, you know, they would like further information, they can see the unique membership logo okay. of that particular IPRAC approved host. They can look that host up on our website mm-hmm. and then be further reassured that yes, this person is in fact who they say they are mm-hmm. because they are IPRAC approved you can sure bet that the photographs on the listing are going to be the same as when you check into the property because I've had so many experiences where this has not been the case. <laughs> yeah. You can rest assured that the hospitality will be great. Mm-hmm. You can rest assured that you will be safe because everybody mm-hmm. wants to be safe when they're staying at, yeah. especially if they're going abroad, if they're traveling solo. So after they've made the booking and they register that booking onto IPRAC's website, it's really important that they do that mm-hmm. because then on the unlikely occasion, if something does go wrong, they can then contact us. We will look into it mm-hmm. and we will compensate as necessary. If yeah. we receive more than two consecutive complaints about an IPRAC approved host, we will take them off the book. So we are yeah. quite strict about yeah. it. Um, and then again, if the IPRAC host is hopefully you know doing their part, mm-hmm. there will be several touch points before they stay, emails. And it just gives you that lovely feeling of, yeah. I don't know if you've ever experienced this before, but you know, when you've booked an Airbnb, you can, you can tell me actually, or, you know, a property on booking.com. Do you sometimes feel, cause I know I feel this, that, okay, I've, I've paid for this. And then the day before you get there or on the day where you're about to check in, you have that feeling and that thought in the back of your mind, like, oh, I hope it's, it's going to be, it's going to be okay. It is, yeah, and it's going oh, to be okay. Absolutely. Especially when you're booking for family yeah. or, a, yeah. or a special occasion. Yeah. Um, and the idea is when you book with an IPRAC approved host, you, you shouldn't yeah. yes. have those uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a case of what you see is what you get. You know, what you see on the screen, that's what you're going to get. Because so often it's not. People don't update photographs or they let the property slip. It gets a bit tired looking and you walk into something that's not what you expected at all. Um, so really, really important because the the other thing is there's for a, for a guest, when they're booking and having that peace of mind, for them, if something does go wrong, they have somebody to go to. You know, if they've booked exactly. direct, so it's not, it's like having a, what do you call it? Like, um, you know, how we have things in retail and stuff. If something goes wrong, you can go for your consumer rights and all these things. You can go, roots, you yeah. can go down. If you yeah, book direct, great. normally you've nobody but the owner. So you've got this here that says, well, actually, this wasn't what, what I, th- I thought it would be. So that's actually, once again, that's a very different peace of mind. Um, And to be strict, you're right, because, you know, it's only so many times that you think, well, I'm not going to keep having our name against this property which is not what it stands for it's not what we stand for and I think that just shows just how strong you feel about how they must maintain their standards and maintain what they've agreed they would do mm-hmm. um, so how will a host actually get approved what do they have to do to, to sort of prove themselves yeah so it's we like to think it's 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 quite a simple process so 
once they have decided that they want to become IPRAC approved, they visit our websites, mm -hmm. IPRAC.com, and there is an option to apply as either a private property owner. So if you own one property, for example, or to apply as an agency owner, and that's if you own multiple properties, multiple units. Uh, you click on which one appeals, which one applies to you, and you start the application process from there. So in the first instance, you'll be asked to create an account with your email address and a password of your choice. That creates the account. Then you can start the application process. At the beginning of the application process, it is outlined what you will need. So you don't need to worry about running around for all of your documents halfway through the application yeah. process. So we'll outline that you will need proof of ID, proof of property ownership, proof of banking details, things that a legitimate operator would normally yeah. have. Mm -hmm. Once you've got those documents, it's just a, it's just a matter of filling in the application form, mm -hmm. uploading photographs. There is an option to add your bio onto IPREP's website, which we always recommend people do. Mm -hmm. It's just another way of differentiating yourself. You can, if you want to, pause the application process halfway and return to it later. doesn't take particularly long, but sometimes people like to do that. Yeah. And of course, anyone who has any issues with the application process, again, both Chris and I are very responsive. So, you know, they mm -hmm. can get in touch with me. Most of the time, any sort of blips and issues in the application mm -hmm. sorted out on yeah. the phone in two minutes. Yeah. Um, and after that, they wait for their approval mm -hmm. and then they're approved and they're good to go and they're part of our community. Great. And is there anything, Neely, that states in the approval that like the maintaining of standards and things that they must do that they have to sort of adhere to to make sure that they stay within your your approval system. Yeah, there absolutely is. So we try not to sound too sort of instructive because obviously mm -hmm. I think you know it's important that we respect you know the hosts who are becoming IPRAC approved and we're not coming in as people who are trying to run their business for yeah. them and tell them how to do things. So once they've become IPRAC approved, they'll immediately receive a guide and mm -hmm. a like a welcome pack, mm -hmm. which will not so much tell them what they need to do, but say that you are IPRAC approved because you do these things. Yeah. But by the way, if, you know, if something happens, then obviously mm -hmm. we will keep that in mind. So mm -hmm. you like, I mean, we're still, we're working on so many interesting things at the moment. We're, we're working on, you know, newer guides, even more resources yeah. for our members. We're always taking feedback on board. Our community is actually, it's now getting to a point where people are reaching out to me a little bit more. And right. because I've recently stepped in as MD, I'm, you know, beginning to really create those relationships with oh, the members. Good. Which is really, really nice because now yeah. it's, like, you know, if I see a post from them on LinkedIn, we'll like it, we'll share it, you know. Yeah. Um, it's nice to see the other members all sort of getting on with each other. If yeah. I have to travel, obviously, I'll always look for an IPRAC approved member first. Yeah. So it's really, really nice. And, you know, that's nice because that sort of builds on the trust factor, doesn't it? That they're making a relationship with you, which builds a trust with IPRAC themselves, not, not just, oh, I've got IPRAC approved, so I'm trusted, but actually I'm working with the company and you're building that trust and relationship. I love relationships. I'm very much all about that trust and relationships. And and I think as well, because they've got that relationship with you, you're having all that communication with them. It encourages owners to want mm -hmm. to keep the standards up and want to follow the suggestions and recommendations you have to, to keep them to a standard that they need to be. It does help them go down that route and actually maintain standards because it could be quite hard for owners. Yeah, sometimes they um, can be accountable yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah. you know, they inspire us just as, you know, vice because, you know, 
seeing them flourish as a result of IPRAC approval. You know, when IPRAC approved member say to us, actually our direct booking rates have increased because we're leveraging the tool in the correct way. Yeah. And that makes us so happy. It just makes us want to do even more. So that's the whole point of, of what we're doing. So Yeah, it's, it's one of the major benefits, isn't it? And it's working, which is the which is a really, really good point for our owners and to let, you know, for anybody new coming into it that you have proof there that it does work and people are getting those those bookings coming in. Um, so if anyone who does want to get approved or start looking at it, Neely, what's the what's the first step that they should take? I think uh, so the first step would the best step to take would be to if if you have decided you would like to become IPRAC approved, then as mentioned earlier, visit the website. You can start your application there straight away. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if there are other questions, then everybody is more than welcome to get in touch with me directly. I'm sure we'll drop uh, contact details in the notes. I'm also very, very active on LinkedIn and things like that. Some people worry that they are not um, sort of tech savvy. And so they worry about the application process, which I completely understand because it can seem like, you know, a little bit overwhelming or daunting if you haven't seen it before. We have tried to keep it as simple as possible. We're still working on streamlining it even more. But if it is a case of you really don't feel comfortable just doing it yourself, Mm -hmm. um, please get in touch with me and then I can personally sort of walk them through the application. Yeah even if they send me their details manually and we can do it for them. So even if you are not tech savvy or if the idea of applying online seems daunting, please don't let that be a reason for you to not become IPRAC approved. Yeah. And is there anything that hosts and their properties might not have or any standards they might not meet, which means they can't be approved? You know, is there sort of a, a sort of standard there that you have that so some people might think, oh, maybe my property's not um, you know, good enough, and you know, is there something that they ha- they can kind of have to a guidance, I suppose, of a level of standard there? Yeah, that's another great question, actually. So, you know, we're not, I I wouldn't say we're we're not judgmental in this in the sorts that you know you you have to have a luxury sort of property. Mm-hmm. It has to, you know, be beautified. Obviously, it needs to be to a certain standard. I think what we value and what is important to us is the honesty. Yeah, part of it. Mm-hmm. So it's the honesty and it's the mm-hmm. transparency. So as long as what you are saying mm-hmm. on your websites and in your listing is in fact what you are delivering, yeah, it's cool. So yeah. if you have a, because we have all kinds of members, you know, we have members whose clientele are very sort of, you know, upscale, they, they have a little bit more disposable income. We have members who work, you know, only with contractors, you know, it really mm-hmm. treat everybody you know the same way um Mm -hmm. as long as that you know honesty from their side is Mm -hmm. there so yeah and i think that's that's a really good point because that's the trust side isn't it what you Mm -hmm. say you're all getting is what the the guests will get when they arrive and and how you'll Mm -hmm. treat them and how you'll work with them so uh very very important um such good information there nearly thank you so so much and it's really really interesting just to hear you know the level of what what can what we can do out there to try and prevent that fraud and try and give that peace of mind to guests so that they do continue to feel comfortable in the short-term rental industry, that they're happy booking properties and that there is um, you know, there's there's approved properties out there they can feel really safe in. So yeah. let's hope it goes from strength to strength and we'll keep shouting the word about it and sharing the word of it as well, just to really get it out there to people. Um yeah. so where would you say what's the best place then for people to get in touch with you or start to get to know about IPRAC? So the best place and probably the easiest way to get in touch with me is through LinkedIn. There's not very many Neely Khans, I don't think, on LinkedIn. So I'm sure we'll drop a, a link um, on the podcast notes, I assume. Yeah. 
people are always, you know, they can feel free to email me too. We can leave details of that as well. So email or LinkedIn are the two best yeah, ways. Two best get- ways. Perfect, yeah. perfect. Yes, we'll definitely we'll pop those in the show notes. So we will um, oh, for anyone nice. to get. I'm so sorry to cut you off for people to get in touch with, to connect with Chris on oh, LinkedIn. Right. Just because he shares so much valuable content and advice around IPRAC. So definitely worth connecting with him. Perfect. We'll get those all into the show notes then and we'll get everyone connected then. Uh, Neely, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been really lovely talking to you and hearing all about IPRAC, what it means, and just even the process of how people can go through it. So thank you so much for coming on today to talk to us. No, I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening to the episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. And you can see how being IPRAC approved could really benefit your short-term rental business. So go and take a look, go jump on the website and get to know more about it and get some more information. And if you've liked what you heard, um, then and you do think others could benefit, benefit from it, then do leave us a review. It always helps the show. And any questions at all, then just drop me an email. I am at Jane, or sorry, I mean, I'm not even. I am Jane at JaneMattConsulting.com. So now's your time to go and grow your holiday let business.